Blog Talk Radio. Sterling Powell and Sunny on Loudmouth Radio. So in case you guys hadn't heard, we're on air and we're live. You guys can call in at 347-826-7520. And if you're somewhere where you can dial in and you just want to listen in online, we have dropped our links on our social media pages. To make it easy for those who may not have direct access, you can go to blogtalkradio.com slash loudmouthradio with two Ds. Make sure you put the two Ds in, all together, one word, with Loudmouth Radio, and you'll be able to pull us up while we're streaming. Today is February 27th, 22nd, 2019, and I must say it's a beautiful day in the uh, metro Atlanta area. We've been having some rain uh, on and off over the last week, and I'm sure everybody around has um, probably had the same experiences we had where the weather's been all over the place, so we really don't know what we're dealing with and what we're doing, so we're just trying to do our best, right? <laughs> I want to um, make sure I take this time out to recognize my beautiful host, Sterling Powell, uh, who's in, a, in St. Petersburg, that's got our Florida market on lock, and uh, Jazzy, she may be in and out a little bit today. She's been under the weather. Speaking of the weather conditions, it's affected her tremendously over the last week. So if she's up to it, I know she'll try to talk as much as she can. But I want to say good morning, Sterling, to you. How are you, sweetheart? Can you hear me? I'm here. Good morning. I can hear you, darling. All right, darling. Everything's um, good. So um, it's beautiful here. We got sun. It's sunny out here. Um, Miss Miss Sunny. It's gorgeous here in St. Pete, and um, you couldn't ask for any better weather. I already know. I'm jealous right now. Well, I must say, it's just that we don't have that beautiful beach right now to be looking at, okay? <laughs> well, and it's the sunshine. I live in the Sunshine City, and that's what it is here, nice and sunny today. I know, right? Well, I think that it is a wonderful day for us to have a conversation that has been floating and has had a tremendous amount of um, news coverage. Uh, I know that we, we touched on it briefly uh, last week, but didn't really want to dive in it too heavy. Um, and so today, um, I, you know, definitely last week we talked about wanting to have this discussion, and it was important to have. And we actually have some guests that we've invited to be a part of the conversation as well, and I know that they're on air with us right now. Um, so I will uh, be introducing them in just a second. Uh, but what I would like to do as well, um, Sterling, 
I know that um, there's been a lot of different things that have been happening in your local news, and, you know, there's a lot of other things that have been going on in the world, but sometimes some stories just seem to monopolize a lot of everybody's attention. So, of course, the, the Jesse, uh, excuse me, the Jesse Smollett situation has been controlling a lot of the conversation in airways, and it's been challenging um, to have other things to have just as much attention um, in this same time and process. But we want to, um, you know, stay true to what our Fantastic Fridays are. You know, we love to hit our hot topics and talk some politics. And even with this case, it, it, it deals with a current event of uh, tapping into not only um, politics, but also, uh, you know, civil rights and, you know, tapping into hate crime. So it is a very important conversation that I know I, that we need to have. So, um, Well, I believe, Sonny, that it touches on so many, everything right now. You know, it touches on, like you said, not only racial issues, it touches on the LGBT community. It now, because, you know, he accused the people of using the uh, Make America Great Again slur, um, I mean, it's just everything is involved in this. And then, as usual, in America, it's celebrity. So this is a celebrity issue. And then right. uh, one of the big problems that we, that we know, that victims do not like to come forward and talk. And then so it touches on that issue. So you've got victims' rights. Exactly. You've got LGBT rights. You've got black rights, and then you have the, the whole issue with our, our um, Make America Great. And so I, it's touching on so many different issues that there's no way to ignore it. Exactly. And, Sarah, before we even get deep, because I know we will, let me go ahead and introduce our uh, our uh, guest, special guests that are on air with us. And I'm going to just hit on a few things and they'll elaborate more on who they are and their platforms. Um, but first, let me start off with Mr. Nico Evans, um, our brother in media, um, who I've just have just grown to adore for so many years. Um, he is the CEO founder of Meek Productions. Uh, Meek, are you on air with us, honey? Can you hear me? Uh, yes. Yes. Hey, Can anybody hear me? How are you? Hey, yes, welcome. Hey. Welcome, you guys. Hey, sweetie. Hey, Jazz. It's long time no see, honey. How y'all doing? <laughs> we doing how great. You doing? And Sterling, this is Nico. Nico Sterling. Nico, <laughs> how you Sterling, doing? We Welcome. Were... I'm doing pretty good. Sterling, how are you? I'm doing great. It's nice and, like I said, it's beautiful and sunny here in St. Petersburg, Tampa Bay. And life couldn't be any better, except for, like I said, what's going on in the outside world is the only thing that really kind of sometimes dampens my world. I know. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. And, and I want to also introduce Ms. Tracy McDaniel, who's also on air with us today. Um, Tracy is also a, um, a very good friend of Jazzy and I, as well as Miko. Um, an yes. activist in her own right. Um, oh my God, I, I don't even know if I have enough time to to touch on all the things that you know these two amazing individuals have uh, been such an essential part of the LGBTQ community in the Metro Atlanta and beyond. And uh, Tracy, I know we only have her for a certain small amount of time, so I want to definitely bring her to the platform and say good morning to Tracy and welcome to Loudmouth Radio. Can you hear us, okay, Tracy? <laughs> 
Good morning, everybody. Thank y'all so much for having me. Hey, Tracy. Good morning. Hi, honey. Fantastic Friday. Yes. (laughs) Yes, fantastic Friday. Now we're going to get y'all wound up, Tracy. Okay. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Let's do it, honey. Let's do it. All right, get some coffee. Hey, I need to get some coffee in that girl. Where's Miss Jasmine? <laughs> we need to get some coffee in this girl. Yeah, your honey, she's in the coffee right now. Trust me when I tell you. She look, I know she'll pop in and out. But, uh, y'all got to forgive my wife. She's been having some really bad bronchial problems, so we don't want her to have shortness of breath while we were on air. Last week she almost choked to death on the fishbone. This week she can't hardly breathe. So we just want you to pray mm-hmm. for our live radio family, okay? <laughs> hmm. Seriously. <laughs> yeah, we got to make sure that's all right. Okay. Oh, my gosh. So um, Tracy uh, is a uh, a, re- a a reelected board member with the City of Atlanta's Police Citizen Review Board. And um, mm-hmm. I, I'm so happy to see uh, just as it's maybe been not even two weeks, Tracy, since I think you posted the letter um with them, uh, you know, reaffirming your position with the board. Yeah. And, um, I, you know, I, I, if you would, Tracy, explain uh, to our listeners the importance of the board and what it is that you're actually um, a part of as being a part of that board seat. Yes. Um, in 2016, I was appointed by our former mayor, Kasim Reed, um, to serve on the Atlanta Citizen Review Board, which is an oversight board that steals complaints from um, the community, say, for instance, if you have a, a, a problem or a bad interaction with a law enforcement officer, the ACRB is where you would file the grievance. We have our own um, investigators. They go out and investigate, get all the information, bring all of that back to us in a report. We individually review um, the reports, and then we come back at our board meetings and, and vote on those. Um, reports if we're going to affirm what was found by the investigators or not or suggest other alternatives. And um, I'm just excited about serving on the board, um, the first trans person to to be appointed to the Citizen Review Board, and I just want to make sure that um, it's a better opportunity for the next person to come along. So I'm really excited about that. And I'm really excited about having this conversation. Mm Mm-hmm. I think we all are. Um, Sterling is, is, is learning well, that's why, uh, about okay, our special guest here. So, Miss Tracy, now I understand because you're very serious. So I'll to I'll keep a little humor here, and you can still be serious on all the topics, okay? <laughs> honey, just be yourself, honey. Oh, honey, you haven't met Tracy. I was about to say, yes. it's, it's early for me. It's 11 o'clock, honey, so it, it takes me a little bit more time to rev up. Miss Tracy, I... Sunny and Jazzy will tell you I wake up I don't I wake up like this I basically lay down for a couple minutes and then I get right back up and I'm going ninety miles hundred ninety miles an hour. Well, honey, send me some of that energy, honey, because I can use it definitely. <laughs> okay. I'd be happy to. I I've been, I've been trying to share it all my life with everybody. Okay. Well, honey. <laughs> I tell you what, guys, you know, I look forward to um, you guys meeting each other. Um, you know, there's a lot of um, powerful activists on this on this call right now, you know, on this on this section with this radio show. 
am very, very proud of um, being able to, to know you guys, to have friendships with you guys, and have that um, extension of family. And knowing um, that something like this is a topic that has been a heavy trend that has gone from, you know, um, outrage to, you know, speculations here and there, there's still not a clear conveyed space I don't believe that we're at. Um, and, you know, we all have at, at one point or another um, made contact with someone who's been, um, you know, a victim of some sort, you know, and to put, you know, African-American male LGBTQ on top of it, it, mm. it just makes it even more of a, you know, um, a, a deeper core to where it becomes even more an, an important reason why we do need to talk about it, you know. Um, I guess I want to start with, um, you know, I, I had to, the last probably 20 hours, just really start to really pay attention to the timeline, a lot of the things that were being reported, because initially um, I just did not know what to take from it, you know. So it took me a minute to even take the time to, to, to get involved with the, the media coverage um, because it was coming so fast. And I think everyone here um, that's either had, and I know that Miko and Tracy both have had opportunities to meet Jesse. Um, you know, there's an annual ball that's held here, the Gentleman's uh, Ball Foundation that's held in Atlanta. And uh, Jesse's been a not only a part of that ball, he's been a contributor to the foundation. He's been recognized for a lot of his work in philanthropic efforts and LGBTQ activism Um and so we've seen him and interacted with him in different lights outside of his character on Empire, right? Um, Miko, I, I think I want to um, ask you or Tracy, either one of you guys can go first, in regards to, um, you know, your position of thought of where we are right now with this situation. I would rather for Tracy to go first, um, because I would, I would love to hear her perspective, uh, especially her representing the trans community. Um, I would actually like to hear from Tracy first, because I know um, I think last week or week before last on my weekly uh, weekend Facebook Live shout-outs that I do, I, um, I had already released how I felt about the situation. But since the new developments had occurred, of course I have more to say. But I actually want to get uh, Tracy's right. um, input on this, uh, especially representing the trans community, and uh, what does the trans community actually think about what's going on? Nico, you're such a gentleman. Um, <laughs> well, you know what? My thoughts, um, I, I sat and I watched the, the, the news yesterday, and I saw um, everyone speak, and then I saw Jesse come out with his family and didn't speak, and my first thoughts were, I'm sad. I'm saddened for Jesse. I'm saddened for his family. And I'm saddened because mm-hmm. we've lost a, another positive image um, on television. I mean, I was shocked mm-hmm. and dismayed to find out that um, he, 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 he set all this stuff up himself. And, you know, I've been a, Jess, a Jesse fan, and I, I just can't stop being his fan because he made a mistake. I, I believe that we've all right. made mistakes that we regret. And just like a family member, you can't stop liking or loving that person just because they've made a mistake. And, and you know, um, and my, my other thought is I hope that um, he gets whatever help that he needs because clearly there's something going on. Um, 
if he's if he set all this up because he wanted more money, that's what his agents are for. I mean, I don't understand mm-hmm. why he has to go to this extreme. Um, like Sterling mentioned earlier, we, we're dealing with the mega, and we're dealing with all of this stuff with people not believing victims and them not coming forward. So obviously there is something going on, and I just pray that he gets right. the help that he needs. And my thing is hopefully at some point he'll be able to redeem himself in the future um, because we've lost another another activist, another advocate on the, on the battlefield for our community, and, and it's such a loss for us. And my my she, other thought is, you know, let 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 be without sin cast the first stone, you know. So, okay. yeah, I go ahead. And, uh, I don't think we've even. Oh, go ahead, Sterling. Uh, I'm, I'm sorry. sorry. Go, go ahead and finish your point, baby. Sterling, go ahead. Go ahead, Sterling. I was just I was just going to agree with her. That's all. I mean, it's it's such a it's. I um okay. I want to go ahead and uh, kind of reiterate what I had mentioned on my Facebook Live uh, broadcast, and uh, I know I'm going to talk about it today when I do my broadcast later today. And um, from the very beginning, um, because I explained to people, I had a chance to meet Jesse more than once. Uh, uh, And I was very fortunate to meet him uh, way before he even got the deal with uh, Empire. I I actually met him a year and a half before he actually got the deal, because um, we've been, uh, or, you know, because uh, a lot of people have realized, you know, he's been doing activism for years, and he's also been an independent right. uh, music artist as well. as so he's done, you know, he's done some acting in some small independent films. He's worked with uh, the legendary right. director, Patrick Patrick. and Polk. Uh, and yeah. so exactly. I had a chance to meet him uh, for the first time in uh, 2013 by way of Maurice Jamal. You know, uh, for those people that don't know Maurice Jamal, he's the um, famous actor, director, and writer of Dirty Laundry and uh, yes. other independent mm-hmm. uh, projects that are, that are uh, that made history for our community, and in particular for the Black LGBTQ community. And uh, so that's how I met Jesse. You know, then uh, through Maurice Jamal when he was here in Atlanta for Mixfest, and. From that point on, all the way to the time he, you know, blew up with Empire and everything, and I've had a chance to, you know, see him afterwards, um, his character and his integrity has always been the same. It has always been consistent. He's never been, he's never showcased any signs of narcissism, uh, ego, uh, conceitedness or anything. He's always been humble. He's always been down to earth. He's always been approachable. And, um right. So when I first heard about this, not just uh, the, the attack itself, but when I heard that um, all of a sudden they started, you know, accusing him of setting this whole thing up, my my spirit, you know, as they say, try the spirit by the spirit. And I was more disturbed at the way that people were reacting to this because especially when it especially people of color, because my whole thing okay. is since when did we start trusting the police department? And uh, and I'm not just talking from uh, a black history uh, um, uh, ideology, because uh, we've always known that when it comes to law enforcement, they have not had a good history in supporting black lives. Because uh, if that's the case, then Black Lives Matter would not be uh, would not have uh, would not be in existence today. And um, right. so that's one uh, that that's one aspect. Another aspect is I'm also looking at the way LGBTQ people are responding to this. I'm like, okay, we also know how law enforcement and the government has treated LGBT lives as well. 
So um, exactly. I'm just mm-hmm. looking at this and me having a chance to have experienced Jesse in person more than once. Um, and I'm looking at all of this. I'm like, you know, first of all, this boy comes from a well-to-be family, one. Two, he's done so much in our community. It's like, you know, when you look at it and when you see the, the way that the information is being presented, I'm also very concerned at how they're trying to rush this along as well. And Jesse has, uh, it, it is not, um, it is not, it, uh, it is a known fact that Jesse has been outspoken uh, concerning Trump. Uh, how he feels about the, uh, the current uh, Trump administration. He's been very vocal about that. He's been very, um, he's been a strong activist, not just for the LGBTQ community, but for, for, for Black Lives Matter, for women's rights. And so uh, it, it, it's a known fact that he's, uh, you know, um, a supporter for human rights. And so, and, uh, and definitely doesn't, you know, approve of the Trump administration. So when I look at the way that things are being done, uh, when I look at, you know, when you look yeah. at the, you know, when, I, when you look at the court of public opinion, it's like, okay, this boy is already guilty before he's even been proven innocent. He hasn't yes, really yes, been officially been charged. Yes, exactly. Yes. You know, and so said the I, same I, thing. I, mm-hmm. And, you know, you know, and so I I'm thought more, he lived in a country that justice is blind till proven guilty. Remember, I mean, justice, yeah, right. you know, yeah, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I guess said they're already got it. He's already been tried and, and, and called guilty. And so that's what right. I'm, and so that's it's what I'm saying. Going back to what uh, you know, uh, to piggyback what Tracy McDaniel was saying uh, when they, uh, when she said, you know, we've lost another good leader. I think to be uh, even if he's found innocent of all of this, the fact is his reputation has already it's, been destroyed. So, yeah, for, so for what I'm saying, and I, 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 exactly. I said I, I'm going to actually, uh, I'm actually going to go there. I said we've witnessed another public mention. Of, uh, of, exactly. of one of our leaders. I, I, I mean, I'm just going to just come out and say it. I said, you know, because I feel that Jesse is being set up uh, because I'm looking at, you know, as they say, you know, um, you know, try the spirit by the spirit, which means, you know, uh, I remember um, one of the legendary rappers, KRS One, said in the song, "Every time you see TV, just say that they lying to me." That's what they call it, tell a lie vision. And we can't always <laughs> trust what's being presented. To us, especially when it comes to the Chicago Police Department, when they have a track record of not doing right <laughs> by the people. So, just out of curiosity, you know Miko, you said that you believe that that Jesse is being set up. Who would? I mean, why would someone set him up? And I mean, I don't understand why would someone because, go to this extreme? Because you know, uh, because Jesse, because uh, you know. Keep in mind, I've been following Jesse's career, like that prior to him getting uh, the role on Empire. And I noticed that mm-hmm. when Empire first came out and when Empire was growing up and when the word got out that Jesse, of course, you know, they were getting ready to introduce a strong gay character uh, and gay issues within this particular series. I, the first thing that I, that I noticed was the homophobes, the religious right. And uh, some of the uh, some of the so-called hotels in our, uh, in the so-called uh, black conscious community. Y'all know what I'm talking about. Uh, I began to start mm-hmm. noticing the backlash, uh, you know, the attacks that was coming toward you know the particular role and uh, all of that stuff. And so Jesse has been getting hate messages and stuff like that since he actually got the role of Empire. And see, that's what people fail to forget. 
that this brother has been, you know, um, he's been the target of a lot of hate mail, of a lot of, uh, you know, situations and stuff like that, you know, since the very beginning. So I'm, I wouldn't be surprised that, you know, because, um, because of the welcoming spirit that Jesse has, because, you know, Jesse is one of those type of people that nobody is really a stranger. And so um, I, I wouldn't be surprised that, you know, it's probably somebody that's close to him, somebody he's probably trusted. Uh, but, you know, because, you know, you can be, you know, it's amazing how, you know, what people will do when they're jealous of you, when they're envious of you, and you may not even know it. And so um, right, I'm, I'm right. just, right. That's and, true. Then, and, 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 and then looking at the fact that we're, once again, we're living in, uh, up under the Trump administration and how Trump got in office, he used a lot of discriminative and bigoted language which in turn gave a lot of ammunition to the hate mongers, to the bigots, and to people that's in our country. Uh, it's like they're coming out in droves now. You know what I'm saying? And so I'm not right. surprised. Uh, you know, I, I wouldn't be surprised because uh, now, um, as I'm reading right now, somebody just posted that, you know, uh, this latest news with the Justice Marlette case that the feds, are disputing what the police superintendent is saying, that they, they, they're not certain that Jesse wrote the letters. Wow. Now, the right. Are saying this. And right. so but, that right there should let people know. Go ahead. I don't, I don't, I, well, as far as, like as what you said, uh, the damage has been done, Tanika, like you said. It doesn't matter what's mm-hmm. going to come out of this. The damage, you know, I, and, you, and Sonny, you were saying who's going to benefit from this is, because of the damage to his reputation, we as a community have lost an advocate, a strong advocate that has a celebrity with him. He has a state, you know, he has a platform. So what happened here is here we lost an advocate that was not only fighting for us on many platforms, is that's who, that's who would be attacking him. It's somebody like Trump. Uh, it may be on him directly, but it, it could be like anybody around that that wants to knock out somebody in our community so that we don't have that champion. Mm-hmm. Correct. Because it, and uh, I'm, I, I'm glad you said that in the way you did, Sterling, because one of the things that uh, I was in another uh, panel discussion here in Atlanta with the Metro Atlanta Association of Professionals, and we had a uh, discussion about community issues, and one of the things that I brought up is that the biggest mistake that the LGBTQ community made was we got too comfortable right after marriage equality became the law of the land. Because many of us, uh, especially especially those of us in the mainstream, those uh, uh, LGBTQ people that's in mainstream, I said what has happened is that, you know, because I think this is also the same mistake that many people from the civil rights community uh, made. It's like once we got the rights, we thought that everything was okay, not realizing uh, uh, the battle had just begun. You're you're preaching to the choir, honey, as as far as trans people are concerned. I've been saying that forever. (laughs) Let's not get complacent. Absolutely. Let's not get too comfortable because there are still people out there who want to murder us, who will shoot us in our faces if they had the opportunity to do so. So, In In our own community, like you said, it could be somebody that he has offended 
that is a gay a gay person in his own entourage, we know that Jesse's gonna he's a celebrity. So you know that he has an entourage whether he claims it or not. There's people around him. And those people that are normally around you are some of the no, the most jealous people. They want a lot of don't forget, like, remember the whole thing with the bodyguard. Who did it end up being uh-huh. in that story? It was his. It was her sister. Absolutely. Because it often happens that the celebrity's closest person can be the the rat. Well, Absolutely. you know, and, and, I I am a fan well, of. I'm sorry, go ahead, Pico. Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. Go ahead. Because yeah. I, I, I want to piggyback with something that Tracy was saying concerning uh, my uh, my most recent point that, you know, when we look at, you know, once again, I think, you know, but that's why I was very disturbed at how uh, many members of the LGBTQ community was responding because it's like, okay, since when did we start trusting what the police uh, department tells us? You know what I'm saying? Because and, and, and let me give you a perfect example. Let me give you a perfect example of what I'm talking about. Yes, we are uh, like here in Atlanta. We have a LGBT people. We have an LGBT task force. We have uh, people like you, Tracy, that you know are involved with certain aspects of uh, the, you know, the city government and stuff to make sure that there's uh, sensitivity training that people are aware of LGBT uh, issues and particularly trans issues. But but catch this team. September of this year will mark the 10-year anniversary of the Atlanta Eagle Raid. Now, mind you, mind you now. This this raid happened with an LGBT liaison, not a liaison, liaison. No, the the liaison wasn't there. The liaison, the liaison wasn't there. The liaison, now, the liaison now, now, uh, didn't uh, uh, know about uh, the raid until after the fact. But the, the thing that, that, that that's we, my point. Did we just, my point uh, is, wasn't we just at a point of Stonewall too? Stonewall Sterling was just an anniversary. I, I, what a week or two ago. Uh, and Stonewall, Stonewall, the, 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 the anniversary of Stonewall is coming in, uh, in, in uh, uh, June. In June. Stonewall's anniversary is in June. Now, to be in consciousness of what, tra- uh, with, uh, what Tracy said, I'm not talking about that, uh, that whether uh, the, the liaisons knew about it or not. I'm talking about the fact that we got, we still have, we still have liaisons in office, and the fact that even when we have uh, LGBT people that's already in place to try to protect us from something like this or to bring this to attention, the fact that they was not even called, the fact that they didn't even know about it, should also should still put us put us in the community on alert to let us know, hey, we are, uh, many people in our government still can't be trusted because we still have bigots that are still in office. We still have um, uh, people who discriminate against our community, both uh, when it comes to gender, when it comes to sexuality, and when it comes to race, they're still in office. So that right there, exactly. should, tell, that right there should, should, should tell us as a community, hell no, we're not going to trust the first thing that comes out your mouth, a police superintendent. Hell right. no, we're not going to trust the first thing right. that comes out your mouth. And, and, let me give, and, let, and let me give you another uh, example. The minute that Trump got in office, that's why I was very uh, uh, shocked that you had the Members of our community that like these days for Trump. And the minute that Trump got in the office, the first thing he did was come against trans uh, uh, trans officers in the military. The first well, thing that's he why did. we can't believe everything everybody says because a lot of people have lip service, and it's all about the actions and the work that you you've done before 
and after. Mm-hmm. You know, and a lot of people they come and they they outreach to our community at the time because they want our vote or our support. But then what are you doing after Absolutely. that? So and Absolutely. Just, okay, guys, just. Hold, Sorry, Trace, I didn't want to uh, take, uh, break you off right there real quick. I want to um, also take a moment real quickly, guys. We have another person that is also on the time-sensitive schedule, and she has uh, been on the call listening in. Um, I want to um, have anybody, I know we have a few people that are listening, and I just want to remind you, if you want to be a part of the conversation, hit the one on your keypad. I'll be able to see you on the switchboard or be able to bring you in online. Um, but, Jazzy, I know you wanted to go ahead and introduce our other special guest. Hello, everybody. I'm so glad to um, briefly be able to speak to you because I have been coughing in between conversations and joining everything that has been said. Um, so, hi, Miko. Hi, Tracy. Hi, Sam. Hi, Jazzy. Hey, Sterling. You know, I can't get too excited at all. Start coughing all over the uh, show, but I wanted to. Uh, I have a little bit that I wanted to say about it, but I'm I'm glad that we have the people that we have on this call because it is such a difference in conversation. Though we may all agree on some things, I, I'm so proud that we're able to um, come, as they say, as the scripture would say, come and let us reason together. We may not all agree, but we are able to reason and try to find out to the best of our media abilities and, and in our own uh, positions that we're in. Uh, a place where we can all talk about it. But I wanted to bring a licensed uh, clinical therapist and social worker, Margaret Conway, on um, so that she'll be able to talk a lot of what we have been looking at in the media and just even thinking is, if this is to be true, because he's still innocent until guilty. It it looks very bleak, but he's still innocent until guilty. But if he is guilty... We want to talk from a from a perspective of what is the mental behavior and the possibility of it, and also in the black and Hispanic predominantly our communities. We're not able to always talk about mental illness in a way where we can address it and work through it. So we wanted to have Margaret come on. Um, I know she's been in a lot of meetings, but she was able to kind of fill away to come on the line. So Margaret, if you would just come on in and chime in. Um, and and let's have a conversation. Hi everyone, Margaret. Are you with us? Hey Margaret. I am. Hey, how are you doing, Tracy? Hey everybody. Um, I am with you all, Jazzy. I'm right here. So thank you for this invite. Um, and thank you for the opportunity to join in this collaborative hey, conversation. Hey, hey, Sunny. Hey everybody. Um, I hope I, I think I know everybody on the call. Um, Miko, everybody. I don't and if y'all don't know me, if you haven't seen me, I kinda lay low. <laughs> um, I try to lay low sometimes when I'm in public spaces because I'm just trying to be present. Um, but today I'm thankful um for the opportunity for us to come. And I think the one thing when I do shows with people and we do collaborative conversation, my prayer is that we also leave the collaborative um, idea and a charge to move forward um, and and connect people of influence to people of influence so that this won't happen in our personal um, communities and happen in our in our spaces of home space um, and so that it will spread you know maybe this message will spread in a positive light even to maybe hit Jesse himself um, wherever he may be in Chicago so 
because um, I know he funded out from my understanding. So, you know, maybe he can see that not only he is he an ally for our community, um, and he's a name for our community, but we, too, embrace him and hold him in space um, as well through whatever happened, because we really don't have all the facts. And we don't have all, we have what CNN or Fox News or MSN is producing for us, right? Um, so the uh, question, yeah. you know, that Jazzy asked me about was, you know, what does, um, you know, you know what, what does this look like in this mental health space? And uh, I want to dishonor Jazzy in that she's done work with mental health as well. So if I say something crazy, correct me. But hopefully I got my, my mind right. Mm-hmm. My mind right today. So the first question I asked when this happened was, what, how has trauma affected him to the point that it had to get to this allegation? Um, if he did or if he did not, something happened to where this allegation is kind of holding weight. Um, and so, you know, what was the traumatic experience for him that led to this level of of action? And so some people are like, well, how is this action? This is crazy. He lied. You know, we don't know if he lied or not. Again, there's no proof. I appreciate that for saying we don't have proof. You know, he hasn't been proven guilty um, in the United States of America. You know, they're going to have to literally find the truth, prove the truth, and then we can hold facts to whatever truth they may find and prove. So um, exactly. they have to, have to go through that in the judicial system. So he gets a, a right to a fair and speedy trial. Um, but in that, you know, our community loves to give out a dirty, nasty trial um, before mm-hmm. <laughs> before we have a real trial. So what trauma happened to him that made this have to go where it is? And what part of that trauma is he reliving right now? Um, looking at his facial expressions, looking at, um, even the pictures, he has a very blank face. And so my next question is, is there any personality issues um, that's happening for him? Like, you know, th- does he have any, you know, personality problems or personality traits that are popping out that may be, that may be genetic, you know, that, he, that this is just not kicking in? Has he been triggered? Um, Jesse is not that old, and maybe it's something, you know, they got triggered and we didn't know about. Maybe he had a late break, and he's been able to cover it up because he has been mm-hmm. successful in public. Or has he been mm-hmm. using those personality um, challenges? Has he been using those pieces of his identity to become a great actor, you know? So um, I like Jesse, so I actually listened to his album. Some of his album even was a cry out. Um, did we pay attention to that? Did we even support him musically outside of Empire? Um, you know, to listen to some of the music where he's crying out. There's one particular song where he talks about just being himself and it was something that for me was kind of weird because I'm like, well, people they accept you for who you are. Um, but he clearly in his song didn't think that at all. <laughs> and so was he trying to yeah. show what piece of him... And you know what, Margaret? So that's what we, Margaret, you have a you're making a very valid point. I was looking at a lot of the information, too, online about, you know, the the accusations about him not being happy about his uh, career, his money that he's earning. And then there was even a, a mention about his music and his albums not being as successful um, and not having the following that he wanted musically. You know, and you don't really know how much of that you want to grasp and hold on to because um, he is an independent mm-hmm. artist. And now, you know, um, I know that I feel the Empire has been a big contributor to help him musically to get more exposure because he's extremely talented, you know. Yeah. Um, 
Ayala Vincent, I, I think I just saw this interview, and I'm going to try to load it in um, so that I can play it so that everybody can hear it. I think it was a great example of, you know, like Miko said, the public opinion has taken over. You know, social media is going to do that. And, you know, um, even when the police chief held his press conference and he spoke about, you know, from his perspective about hate crimes and that, you know, um, he said that we gave this case the same equivalent amount of expo- uh, equivalent amount of attention that we do all our other cases. And he said to the media, you guys made it more than what we did, which is true. The media exploits out more. Mm-hmm. And which is why well, now- Don't forget where you were saying, don't forget we're dealing with, we're in America, we're dealing with celebrity. I mean, for God, for goodness sakes, we have a president that is basically considered a celebrity. We we have lived in the age of fame for so long that we we forget that, that this country is obsessed with its celebrity. So when you when they say that they gave it the same attention, they knew immediately that this man is a celebrity. They knew that. When they asked for his phone, there is no way I am a personality in the Tampa Bay area. Let me tell you, there is no way that I would want to turn my phone over to <laughs> any police officer. There is no way. I, I, I don't think that he would want to turn his phone over. I am in complete consciousness with everything you just said because uh, oh, people within the community were talking about, well, why he didn't just turn over his phone? First of all, what does my phone got to do with me being jumped on? I said, let, let, let's look at the many cases that uh, or when we look at how many trans lives uh, have been lost and how many trans people have been jumped on uh, other LGBT people growing up have been bullied. And I'm like, what does their phone got to do with it? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Well, but coming from a forensic social worker background, the, I have to agree with the chief. So what happens is that they go through the phone to see if it was some some level of somebody tried to attack him and he didn't pay attention. So it wasn't to attack him. On the other hand, Patter, I see the other Patter. side being in private practice is, oh my God, I can't give you my phone. I got too much stuff in here. Like, no, I, I don't want you to, because we don't trust our judicial system. And because America, I love what was just said. Like America has let has lived in this space for so long that it was it felt kind of safe, and then it just erupted into unsafe. You know, places that's not safe. Period. That's how I understood that. So trans people cannot go anywhere yeah, because- without wearing their lives. Um, LGBT yeah, communities that are out cannot go anywhere, and and you and I, I have to say, people of color, period, can't go anywhere without some worry about what is going to happen to me when I walk outside. We have, we literally have safe zones. I mean, I think every day we're playing a Russian roulette version of hide and go seek. Like, I got to find my safe spot. True that. Because I'm going to die. Where Nika, where you said that this is a public lynching, whoever, I mean, this is exactly that. I totally agree with that. That is what, to me, that they've cross-examined, claimed he's guilty. They are not going to, and they've destroyed his, they've destroyed, the most important thing here, they've destroyed his reputation. That's the the number one thing that's already been done. 
is his reputation has been destroyed. He is no longer going to be the advocate that we had as a champion, like I said, that he was three months ago. He's not going to be there. Yeah, well, my thing and I is, is that if, if all of this oh, yes, is please. true, if all of this is true, if any of this is true, that Jesse set any of this up or had anything to do with any of this, he destroyed his own reputation by doing what he did. I, if, no, if I that's the case. That. Um, and I just wanted to say, like, I was going to say it earlier, because from my experience, yes, we we have some bad law enforcement. We have some bad characters. However, from some of the, the law enforcement, some of the officers that I've, I've dealt with, I've personally known over the years, not all of them are bad. And I just don't want people to just lump all law enforcement, um, regardless of what level they're on, in with the bad apples. Because there are some who are out there honestly trying to do the work, trying to make sure that we all are receive the protections that they're able to give. And then there are some that, you know, out of control officers who just do what they want to do. So, but I hope that he didn't have anything to do with this. I totally. The sad part about uh, the 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 sad part about um, uh, because Tracy, I concur what you're saying. That the sad part though is. It's unfortunate that it's the majority because because we live in a system where everything is, uh, uh, when we talk about, for example, when we talk about racism and discrimination, many people fail to forget that we're talking about systematic. You see what I'm yeah. saying? And when I, and even when I look at the fact that uh, to, uh, uh, um, to uh, confirm and to be in solidarity with what you just said, Tracy, to the officers who we know that are out there that are doing their job, it's unfortunate that there, many of them are few in between because they're not even getting the support that they, that, that they need because there are so many officers that have come out to tell the truth about the corruption that's right. going on in our yes. system. Many, yes. many of them are, are not getting the support that they deserve, and many of them are also targeted. Yes, you know absolutely. What I'm so, exactly. Within their department <laughs> for being who they but, are. Mm-hmm. So my, mm-hmm. my question many, many, my question is that, because we're we're talking about it, but there's there's healing that needs to happen across communities. Um, Absolutely. And I think sometimes even even in our communities, the microaggressions that lead us to be disjointed. So even for trans people, I know people are part of LGB that absolutely come against trans. Like they don't they absolutely. don't support the issue. It's hardcore. Like you have a lot of people who sit in spaces like Jesse. Like Jesse could pass. I mean, like. You know, in in the '60s, people who were of lighter hue were passing in other places. So here we are in LGBT community with people who pass. I mean, you got people who don't want to claim who mm-hmm. they are, be who they are, be outspoken about who they are. Period, because it will affect and infect things that they do, and we label them as heroes, even though they're not there. Um, like I don't know if Jesse really did sit in the space to be the hero and advocate for us, because he, if he did do this. Absolutely, he would have thought because he's not that young either. He's like a year younger than me. That this would be a setback for all the moves that people ahead of me and who are in my generation are pushing and forging. Like, be absolutely a setback. It was a stereotypical thing that someone would do to a member of our community. Like, you know, this had to be a setback for people to stand against, speak against, and say, "Well, look at what they're doing to themselves." And so, what do we do when our community is now in this? center of this pain though we are in the center of his pain we are in the center of it mm-hmm. arguing with mm-hmm. each other about did he do it or did he not versus 
what healing do we need to bring to our areas that we can manage? Because Jesse, if we paid attention to him, like I said, his album literally has like insecurities, hurt people. It's another song on there. Like it's kind of saying I do risky behavior so I can get over my pain. I mean, who else is sitting in our community that's not an empire star or on power or on um, the other shows that I think Lee Daniels did that's not famous, that's hurting like this, that we can start to focus on. Mm-hmm. Hi but everyone, my- this is Jasmine. Let me let let me um, chime in just really briefly. If you are listening to our show and you want to talk and you want to make a comment, please press the number one. Um, if you want to share this program, well, loudmouthradio.com on Blog Talk Radio, you'll you'll be able to find us and um, just mash it, mash the button on Loudmouth Radio, and you'll be able to hear our feeds live, but also, if you want to share this so that other people can have an opportunity to chime in, it's 347-826-7520. I do know we have some sponsors that we do have to come in and and pay the bills because this is why we're able to continue to stay on the show. And we also have a winner of the Renaissance tickets in um, Tampa Bay area that uh, our sponsor works with Sterling, our host there in, in the Tampa Bay area, we're going to give out on the show today. But I do also want to make a comment about, um, really quickly, about the rich, the poor, the famous, the non-famous, and the balance, right? A lot of times we hear, and I know we just had a dear friend of ours post how he was attacked. John Wesley and John Wesley, we're calling you out today. We love you. We support you. Uh, we've been going through some transitions on a personal level, so we haven't been able to connect as much as we wanted to in these last six months. But he was attacked brutally here in um, at the Atlanta, Georgia area. Brutally. Mind you, people assumed that he was of the LGBT community and just assumed he was a gay man. And John Wesley, I love him because he's like, I don't talk about what I am, am not, what I do or what I don't do. One, I don't know you. And two, it's none of your affair who or what I am. So he is a fantastic um, host of his own talk radio. He's just an, a, a phenomenal person. But he was attacked because three men thought he was gay. And they mm-hmm. almost killed him. Okay. And so John Wesley is very hurt. As many people are, and I see this statement all the time, if we were concentrated on people around us as much as we are concentrated on the famous person, more people would be helped, so forth and so on. But here's my thing, and, and years ago I did a missionary and evangelist class years ago, and we were talking about how we have to be very careful about not loving the rich and not loving the famous because they're rich and because they're famous. It's just the same discrimination as if we were poor and we were unfamous. Meaning, it's equally as important for me to be concerned about Jesse as it is about John Wesley. The two of them should not have to be in competition for my care and my concern, right? Mm -hmm. What it should be is at all times within my own individual power and then collectively coming together in an activist way, how can we, as Margaret said, how can we begin the healing process so this does not happen to the rich or the poor or the famous or the unfamous? How can we have real and true conversations 
And how can I, Jazzy, who has a mental illness and lives with it every day, how can I say, right now, I'm feeling a whole lot crappy. I'm feeling suicidal. I'm feeling depressed. I'm feeling unloved. I'm feeling uncared for. I don't know how to focus. Whatever that emotional um, moment, that trigger, that, that whatever it is, how can I say that? And get the attention because, see, we, we have a problem when people, oh, they just want attention. We all want attention. But it's how we get the attention and it is what kind of attention we actually need. If I'm hurting, I need to be attended to, meaning I need attention, right? But who is it that I need it from? How do I need to handle it? How can I have an avenue and a platform to say I need some attention because I'm hurting? I need some attention because I feel less than because of or whatever the scenario is. So I think one, two, and three, we need to be very careful about not feeling um, the right to care about Jesse, but also not feeling um, like I can't care about my neighbor next door or my friend down the street. We have to balance it out. If we're going to say we're activists, we're activists. The other quick thing is, if I am the activist for, let's say you all know I'm an activist in really eradicating homelessness and sex trafficking, those two and mental illness, those three are like huge to me. Why? Because they've all affected my life in some way, either directly and or um, people I've known, you know, family members or um, whomever. So those are my passions. Those are my strong passions. You'll hear me talk about it to the degree that I've been told, okay, Dad, that there are other things in life that goes on in the world. But if I am that advocate for those things, right, and I'm going out on a, on a daily, weekly, monthly, yearly, whatever, however often I can to make an impact in those areas, I am not the face of that for every single black woman from North Carolina, you know, lived in Atlanta, traveled to Hawaii. See, when we start giving specifics saying he is our representative, she is our representative, what we're actually saying is that they are the only, or a lot of times we make them the only person that can represent me. That's not so. They are an advocate for that thing because they were passionate about it. You want to get as many people as involved in the things that you're passionate about, of course. But I cannot represent every black woman. One, I don't know okay. Speak, honey. I don't. You know, I can represent to the best of my ability, my passion in this moment, whenever I can, wherever I am, because it is truly my passion. So we have to be really, really cautious, in my opinion, to say he was our advocate, he did all of this, and he was the face of the LGBT community. He is a face of the other mm-hmm. absolutely and absolutely even if even and and i agree that we have and and mind you i'm still emotionally kind of messed up about this whole thing y'all don't know this is the first time i've really been able to talk about it because it's just hurt me in so many different areas and i'm not claiming he's guilty and guess what i'm not also claiming that he's not guilty i'm simply saying i am waiting for all details to come out to know how to better manage my emotions about it. But if he is an advocate about anything, he's, the advocacy is not going to stop. If he's passionate about it, he he is being tarnished at this moment. But y'all already know, 
if you talked about me two years ago, you done already halfway forgot about what you talked about because there's some new stuff to talk about. So it'll yeah. flow over, mm-hmm. and he will rebuild if whatever he has represented has been his truth. It will not stop. It's just it's going to take another something else to come along. But right now, again, he is innocent until he's proven guilty. That's my statement on that. We're going to take a quick break, and we'll be right back. You're listening to the Loudmouth Radio Network. Insurance Associates Atlanta, formerly Mathis Insurance Services, is an independent agency offering personal, commercial life, and health insurance products to meet the needs of your business and your family. We specialize in helping you protect all of your assets, whether you're purchasing insurance for the first time or searching for better products at a better price. Feel free to contact us at 770-483-0310. We're conveniently located at 1030 Remington Drive in Conyers, Georgia. Visit us online at insurance-iaa.com. You're listening to the Loudmouth Radio Network. Ladies, are you looking for the next best find? Don Shea's Shootique will bring out your inner glam. The lady herself, Miss Don Shea, is dedicated to providing you with the latest in Hotlanta fashion footwear. It'll make you stand out at every event. In addition to our amazing prices, we are the go-to source for high fashion footwear. So stop by and shop online. We're sure to have the right shoes for you. www.donshay-shoes.com That's www.donshay-shoes.com Don Shays is the only place you can go to still be sane and have a suicide. Recent auto accident, back pain, neck pain, stress, headaches? You and Chiropractic can help. Here at Ewing Chiropractic, our office utilizes an approach of pain relief measures for the treatment of auto accidents, slip and falls, sports, and on-the-job injuries, as well as acute and chronic pain. We can be reached at 678-586-3592 and located at 5459 North Henry Boulevard, T.C. in Stockbridge, Georgia. Healing the injured one spine at a time. We can be reached at uinchiropractic.com. Listening to the Loudmouth Radio Network. All right, so guys, we just came back from a quick commercial break and was having a great conversation uh, before the intermission break. There, um, Tracy, I wanted to get whatever your thoughts are as we conclude, because I know you're going to be getting off um, uh, off of the call in just a little bit. Am I right? Yes, yes. Um, well, you know what? I'm I'm a fan of Jesse's, and whatever happens. 
you know, I hope that um, at some point he's able to redeem himself and he can come back and do the work that he, he was doing that's positive for our, our community. And like um, uh, I think with Margaret, um, I, I'm going to hold off until all the information and then I'll figure out how I can move forward as far as dealing with how I feel about the situation. Because personally, I feel like it's a loss. It's a loss of a member of the family, so. I understand. It's like it's like an experience of the death, you know. Um, even though he's very much still present, he's still very much, um, you know, still in his active role. Um, you know, he he went back on set yesterday after he was bailed out, and so we we just, you know, we're in this waiting period, and I think that what you're saying has a lot of valid, uh, you know, validation about um, where a lot of people are. Uh, people are kind of all over the place because a lot of the information has been all over the place. And I do believe that's going to probably affect his case because things will leak so uh, continuously. It, it's hard to filter through a lot of the information that has been put forth. But, Tracy, thank you so much for being a part of this conversation today and just thank being you, who you are as an advocate. Thank you all for having me, and thank you all, everyone else. Um, looking forward to meeting everyone at some point. Um, you all have a wonderful day. Bye, Tracy. Love, love, you love you, Love you back. Thank you, darling. Love, love you, too. We have a caller. Okay, we have a caller. Um, caller, can you tell us your name and where you're calling from? Okay. Sorry, go ahead, Jasmine. Hello? Can we have him on the air? I do believe Is so. Uh, I have a... Nico is still here. Nico, you there? Okay. Maybe they'll call back. Yeah, I'm still here. Okay, well, Margaret is in meeting as well, so we wanted to get her to close. No, I'm still here. Yeah, I'm still here, but I do have to. Yeah, I am going to have to go shortly. Okay. And I did. I didn't know if you wanted to make another statement about. Oh, no, I do want to say this because somebody just said. He's still present, um, and that's another mental health piece. Because in most communities, you're not thinking about mental health all the time. But I don't know if I don't know if he's really present, or is he an autopilot? Again, going back to our communities where we become right. high, and mm-hmm. so we begin to forget the things that you know really keep our community afloat, keep it present. <laughs> um, is he really present, or is he just in a blank space of I'm just trying to? Stay up, um, because again, we well, I, I can imagine, talking, you know, and yeah, I don't know you have a, a point. I mean, right? I was gonna say, yeah, I don't know. Going through all of this stuff, it, it would, I could, anybody with a normal person would just want to check out, you know, if you know, everything is as, as it seems, he's gone from a victim to now having to defend himself and now being arrested, public shame that's a lot. His career at stake, yeah. his following, and everything and you that know, he stood uh, for is going to be questioned. Well, Ed, uh, I, I want to actually give. Um, my mom just gave me uh, the latest report. I just went to CNN.com, and it has just been reported that uh, Justin's character is being cut from the final two, from the last two episodes of uh, of uh, this season's Empire. 
uh, and the reason why they're doing that is to to is uh, to avoid any disruption on the set. Um, you know, it's because of this situation that you know, and because they don't want uh, no more disruptions on the set. Because of course, now that he's out on bail, you know, the uh, the media and the cameras will be trying to, and paparazzi will be trying to hound him and follow him for uh, you know for uh, probably from this day till he goes back to court uh, in March. And um, and but I uh, but I wanted to give that latest update because uh, I'm reading the CNN right now because uh, I think he was supposed to finish out the season, but um, uh, but I think but due to the disruption that this case is causing, uh, they are not going to have him for the last two episodes. You know he's going to finish out the majority of them. Uh, you know but uh, the, I think the season finale he won't be uh, his character will be cut from the season finale. Uh, so I wanted to give that report. But I also wanted to um, uh, piggyback with what Margaret was talking about. Uh, Margaret was uh, giving her, uh, when we look at mental health, um, uh, her analogy had, uh, it, it, uh, what she just described actually came from, okay, if he did, did it, this is the mental state that, you know, will be present. But I'm, I'm also looking at the fact that, okay, if he's innocent, his mental state is still going to be uh, um Messed up because affected. looking affected. at uh, uh-huh. it, it, it's still going to be affected because it's like okay I'm innocent and this is how I'm being treated I'm innocent and li- looking at all of the work that I've done you know for my people for the community this is how I'm being treated so I mean as uh, the late Stan Lee said you know with great power comes great responsibility and a lot of people and I know Jazzy picked up on this too a lot of people don't realize being in a leadership position whether you are a celebrity, whether you're a community activist, whether you're a pastor, uh, whether you're CEO of a business like myself, like you, Sonny, and other people. See, it, that's a lot of responsibility. And a lot of people don't know um, what people, people in leadership go through on a exactly. day-by-day basis. You know what I'm saying? Being in a leadership position, mm-hmm. period, uh, is it, it, uh, wear and tear, on the, not just on the body, but it's wear and tear on the mind. It's wear and tear on the emotions, and so that's why it's very important for uh, for uh, for us to make sure that we have people around us that can hold us up, that we have people around us that can keep us um, that we can go to, you know, to talk to, that we can go to, you know, to uh, work you know things out when we have uh, uh, struggles and when we have challenges. And so, you know, so I'm looking at things from both sides. Um, you know, I'm looking at his mental state, okay, if he did do it. Uh, and then I'm also looking at what, what his mental state will be, even though uh, he's, uh, he's innocent, he's having to prove his innocence. Because even after this situation that I just reported, uh, he's still um, standing by the fact that he's innocent and he did not, you know, fabricate any of this. He's still standing by that. So, um, you know, I think that, you know, once again, like I said, you know, I'm more hurt at the way people are responding. Uh, some of it I understand, but overall, uh, it's like, you know, the, 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 uh, uh, the public court has already, you know, proven him guilty when it's supposed to be the other way around. You're innocent until proven guilty. So, uh, like I said, I still stand with Jesse uh, until all of the information has been presented and until, you know, the court decision has been uh, made and been finalized. Uh, I'm still in solidarity with him, uh, and I, and like I said, um, because of his character, because of uh, the many times that I've experienced his character, his character doesn't speak to me like he would do something like this. And as a performing artist, single songwriter, producer myself, 
uh, when songwriters, when we write uh, write songs and or when we perform songs, many of these songs uh, are not always talking about our current state. It might have talked about a previous situation. You know what I'm saying? Uh, this is what I went through back in the day. You know, this is where I'm at now. Or uh, the, uh, in many cases, many singers uh, and performers, when they sing songs, they may uh, uh, tell a story. You know, of somebody else that they know they've gone through something. It doesn't necessarily mean that it's a personal uh, situation. So I wanted to bring that into the forefront as well. But um, yeah, this um, whether you're in solidarity with Jesse or not, it still hurts because yes. once again, yes, you know, nobody nobody wants to see any of our leaders. And uh, the reason why this is uh, really a blow, uh, not just to the fact that he's black and gay, but keep in mind. In the black community, we still already have many of our leaders that are being targeted, that has been targeted. Uh, many of them are on a personal life that made mistakes that have been tried. You know, we just got through dealing with the Bill Cosby situation. Now we got the issue with uh, uh, with Robert. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Not uh, our, but the Robert Kelly. Yes. Yeah, uh-huh, with okay. Robert. <laughs> so there's a difference between Robert Kelly and R. Kelly. R. Kelly is the star. Robert is the human being. That's the real person. So, uh, so we are still dealing with that issue. And then, um, and and I, you know, it, it's just really, you know, when we look at how our uh, black leaders overall are being targeted, uh, it's you know, and then with the attacks that's still coming towards us in on the LGBTQ front. That is, you know, it, it's a lot to take. Yeah. It's a lot to yeah, take. Yeah, it definitely is. It's like, you know, we started this whole conversation out when Sterling was saying it is those, so you and, you and Sterling both were saying it's just so many levels of where you can find a space to emotionally identify. It is, it's, it's, it's really heavy. Um, and, you know, it's, it's a real, it's a time, I'm so glad we're having the conversation but it's also a meditative space. It's a praying space. It's, it's, it's an energy space that we all have to kind of just stand in this, in this one light and go, okay, what do we – see, because we can't do anything about his personal experience. We can only do what we're doing mm-hmm. from a media perspective and all of our titles. Mm-hmm. And, and from a therapeutic position, we could talk about it, but it's not us per se. But we all can find spaces where we have either had this experience happen, similarly, sim- a similar experience, or we can see people that we've known that have been in these positions. And so we really kind of have to say, what do we do now? And how do we, and it's a continuation, it's just so much, the climate is so much where we are constantly saying, what do we do now? How do we do better? How can we um, you know, find our spaces where we can make the greatest impact not only in our own lives, because really that's where it starts, but then after our own lives are in check, after we've sat down with our therapists, after we've made the connections that, hey, it's the things that we need to get in, in line and, and fix um, so that we can be a better impact for our community. Because at the end of the day, that's really what it's about. You know, um, the mass media, I can say, our media platform, I, can, I know Miko is our brother at media. Miko's media platform, Margaret, is even doing her podcast, and, and so she's now becoming part of this media circuit. I can say from our level, we don't do um, 
emotional fake excitement do? You understand? We don't do breaking now as a sign of breaking now. <laughs> we bring <laughs> to our audiences information um, so that you can make conscious decisions about what to do with that information. We're not throwing stuff out. Oh, yeah, you know, she had a baby with so-and-so. We don't do the, and, and uh, it's no shade on her per se, but we don't do the Wendy Williams kind of shows. Um, we're not looking God for the only knows I want about. I know. Well, so I was just getting ready to say now. Sterling will bring you the tea, though. I was getting ready to say that. <laughs> but we do it. But so you have entertainment gossip in in the sense that we bring you some fun, some jovial, some laughter, some comedy because you know it, it's still entertainment. But we don't do things uh, viciously. Sterling is what I'm saying. You're not a vicious. But we bring oh, it, if, it, if we mention celebrity news, it normally has to do with that last line, news. We're bringing it right. into talk radio, where just like this issue, where I said you can't be, there's no one that can be ignored by this, black, white, right. straight, right. gay, right. brown. There's nobody that can get away from this at this case. Every this touches on everything in our society right now, and uh-huh, it's, uh-huh. I mean, and and it's because of the times we live in that it is taking attention. And I love that we talk about no one. I'm not saying that I don't trust police officers, but it's a blanket statement. I don't trust every police officer and that there's right. all bad. But what we were talking about when we're saying that we didn't feel for him to turn over the phone or to be a little mistrusting of the the force, it's the same thing. That It's a double stand. They don't, they're not believing him, so why should we believe them? Because right. of the history. Because of the history, we know we can look back. We can look. We can look back and know that they've done things that have caused, you know, that have have caused us to distrust them. Mm-hmm. Right. Absolutely. And right. Absolutely. And, uh, and, and absolutely. And also recognize we're at our height. I'm sorry, I was going to say this real quick, Nico, and then you can go ahead. Also realize that we just, we're at an unprecedented amount of time where there's so many people coming in for presidency. You know, we are getting mm-hmm. ready to go into a new election cycle. You know what I mean? There's a lot of systematic things mm-hmm. that are happening, you know. Um, mm-hmm. And, it, you know, it's one of those things that it didn't help that there was a lot of the Make America Great uh, implication in the situation. You know, um, different people that are on the campaign trail, like Cory Booker and Camilla Harris, and different people responded in regards to the initial allegations. And so, you know, like a lot of the news uh, broadcasts, like especially like some stuff like Fox stations, you, you kind of got to make a decision how much of that you want to take in, <laughs> you mm-hmm. know. But uh, interesting mm-hmm. enough, this show sits on a Fox it's a Fox-generated show. Hmm. The ties to this, I think, is so... Like, one of the other things that I also thought was very interesting was that his initial counsel was an attorney that was the attorney for Trump's person, Michael Cohen, initially. Hmm. And then he dropped that guy. You know what I'm hmm. saying? And, mm-hmm. and and you think about it, Empire is a Fox Network show. 
So there is so many. Yeah, it's like a, it's almost like um, an internal struggle of Uh of, of things. If that makes sense, you know, it's like politically. And that's one of the reasons why. Nico, can anybody Please. tell me if I'm correct in my information? Is From what I understand, he turned himself in, the press conference happened, and then is it correct that he had gone back to the set of Empire and Empire standing behind him still, the producers? Because that's well, somewhere uh, I thought like that I said, he, uh, They were. Well, based, they off, were, of what I'm, they just based off of what I uh, – uh, uh, and CNN, uh, I'm looking at CNN Entertainment, and uh, like I said, they just announced um, – the producers behind Fox of Empire have decided to remove actor Jesse Smollett's character from the final two episodes of the current season following his arrest this week. The decision, producer right. said, was made to, quote, was made to, quote, avoid further disruption on the set. So um, that they're not saying they say that the events of the past week have been incredibly emotional for all of us. Uh, Jesse has been an important member of our Empire family for the past five years and we care about him deeply. While these allegations are very disturbing, we are placing our trust in the legal system as the process plays out. Um, and, of course, the statement was signed by Empire producers Lee Daniels, Danny, uh, Danny Strong, and showrunner uh, Brett Mahoney. Uh, yeah, and, uh, so they're saying that Empire is in the midst of filming its fifth season finale in Chicago. You know what I'm saying? Here's the reason why Jesse Port's probably even in Chicago to begin with. Because oh yeah, they was getting filming. ready to film. Um, I know finale. Margaret. I know exactly, Margaret. I know she's getting ready to make her exit. Margaret, do you want to go ahead and give your last statements and and um? I, I do. And I, I do. Um, and I think I'm going to speak about three things. The first was just what we just mentioned. Again, this is a business thing. Lee Daniels mm-hmm. and other producers and Fox, like they probably love him. They love him in his face. Love him. Again, they also have to understand this. So this is a memorable for me. Oh, Margaret, wherever you move to, honey, it's it's breaking you up a little bit. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. Can you hear me? Can you hear me now? Okay, so mental health for me in this space is really big because sometimes, and I don't think anybody on this call is doing it, but we want to judge the people that people work for. Um, But they have to remember not only can they be in a personal space with him, love on him and say, you know, why? Did this have to happen? What happened? And get, you know, his statements, and they keep them private. But they also have to continue to save face for the overall whole and who's working there and, you know, people need to keep food on the table. And so how do we manage that in celebrity community? Um, Because, again, you know, Fox has been under a lot of issues this year with their very owner. So what do you do? when it's already a lot going on, it's a lot riding on it, and you have mouths to feed and it's a responsibility, well, then we have to cut that which is infected right now. We have to we have to suture that up because it's bleeding out, which means we might have to remove until he heals. So what do you do in professional celebrity light of healing? Because this trauma isn't just, like, when he initially got hurt, it was still traumatic for those individuals, still traumatic um, for the people he worked with. And now it's traumatic that now we're on the other end of it. Um, so what does that look like? How does that feel? And then what do we do for our community where we actually have a way to touch and be in be in space? Um, even for my company, I'm willing to offer, you know, sessions that people have to work through that. I did that even when the Robert Kelly story broke, and I agree with how that was said. 
R. Kelly is a celebrity. Robert Kelly is hurting. And the actions of Robert Absolute. Kelly attached to the celebrity of R. Kelly damaged our community mm-hmm. because we are depending on you to provide us with some type of solace via your music and your celebrity. Um, whether you tell mm-hmm. us grind on somebody or telling us how we can love the Lord with your gospel album, we still leaned on Robert Kelly to be that support for us in times when we were going through. I mean, it's the same thing when mm-hmm. we look back at civil rights. Like, we put a lot of weight on the King family, but we forgot the King was mm-hmm. a man. So when all the stuff started mm-hmm. coming out, J. Edgar Hoover started following him. People had stuff to say, but Martin Luther King Jr. and his celebrity was someone we depended on. But Marty and mm-hmm. how was who people knew. How was how was help and how was that emotional wellness provided? And so this is the same thing. I think somebody said it earlier. It's the same thing that has traveled and now it's become a generational issue that we don't know how to finish out our healing. Once we get a touch Absolutely. of it, we don't know how to finish out our medicine. And and our community the black community overall. We don't finish out our medicine and what we have left over we give it to somebody else. It might not be what they need. Mm-hmm. That we need to finish mm-hmm. out our healing. So I just leave mm-hmm. that with people. You know, how do we finish out our healing? And for those who have not started in our community, whether we're looking at Orlando, whether we're looking at, you know, the massacre in Texas with transgender, whether we're looking at mm-hmm. the overall community of people that love music from Vegas, everybody got hurt, or whether we're going and we're looking at how children have got killed and we're moving all the way down start healing the community, and how can we help? And MLC Consulting, um, Amending Life Concepts, that's my nonprofit, willing to help. Um, I think Sunny and Jazz have my information that they can give it at the end of the cast. People can feel free to call me um, or contact me via uh, Mara, go ahead and give your contact information. So go ahead, my contact information is 470-464-0090. Sit on the show. And um, my email address is long, but I'm going to give it. It's info at mlcconsultingllc.com. That's the only two people that you can do. And that is info mlcconsulting.com. All right, so thank you guys for this opportunity. And I just pray that we have, um, we begin healing. Um, and I pray that for Jesse, his family, whether it's his, you know, blood family or the Empire family, and for the musical community, um, and that we just stand in solidarity as a community of people that are hurting so we can move forward. Thank you so much, Marker. We you, really Margaret. appreciate Thank you, you coming on Live Mouth Radio, and we will see you soon. Everybody, please take an opportunity to uh, follow Margaret. Um, we will post her information so you're able to get in touch with her because, for me, I am an advocacy of therapy. I believe in it. I, I know it to have saved my life on so many occasions when it just felt like this is too much going on in the world. So definitely reach out because we all uh, we all have some hurt, you know, somewhere, and we all need to deal with that in order for us to, to live and function effectively. So, Margaret Connolly, thank you so very much. Have a wonderful and amazing day. And well, thank you, guys. Thanks, Margaret. Uh, I know you okay. had a. I think let's talk, let's talk the Renaissance Festival. Yes, oh, I want to take a quick break from from the heavy, and we want to go to the turkey leg. The Renaissance Festival in the Tampa Bay area, Sterling is our 
connect for our sponsorship for that. And if you will take over that part of the conversation, we will come back with some more breaking news. Go ahead, Sterling. It's on to you. Um, well, I wanted. I think she was on the air, but we lost her in, in the sense that we've stayed on topic for a good while. Is that Marie? Uh, Marie that won last week's uh, tickets had gone and they had a great time. The festival is open. It now continues between now and the end of March, March 31st, I believe is the last day, if I look at the tickets. And we have tickets. Um, and uh, I don't know, are we going to run a con- Are we going to run a question this week? Or what are we going to do, kids? What do you want to do? That do, was do we to be what we did. What was the question? What, what question do we want to I thought we would tie it in to Jesse, and I've got two, we'll, we'll take either, if somebody can remember when Jesse was a young, younger actor, young actor, what was uh-huh. the, the major film he made, there was a, a young film that he made that was, that has become like a, a cult film, or what is his, right now, where they talk about Jesse you know, needing, like, more money and that stuff. He's starring in also a second show on TV. So if they'll give us mm-hmm. either one of those names, if they call in and give us Ooh. either one of those, they get the ticket. Because so we've got one at the beginning of his career. So if you know the beginning of his career, famous film. And mm, the other so one is. TV show that he's on right now. What's the, what's the name of that series? And then they I get love tickets it. to and the so Renaissance Festival. Is that for two tickets, Sterling? I'll give two to four. It depends on what the person needs. If the person has a family and they need a couple extra tickets, Jazzy, we're happy to accommodate that. We The, the Renaissance Festival it. is so good. It's so good with us. You and I both know that, that we have the tickets, yeah. that we are happy. So dial in. Hit the one, and Sunny will bring you on, and we want to talk to you if you have that answer. If you have exactly. that answer. Exactly. So the number, the phone number to dial in to win those tickets to the Renaissance Festival in the Tampa Bay area. And then you say, where, where's it going to be this year, uh, Sterling, the, uh, the Renaissance it's Festival? That, it's, again, it's at the, the village is still set up at Mosey, across from the, the university over in Tampa, I already did media day. Marie and and um, Sherry, they brought me back a turkey leg, which was the oh, sweetest yes. to be. Even though, now I will tell you that, Marie's girlfriend took a bite out of the turkey leg on the way home. She couldn't, re- <laughs> she couldn't resist the turkey leg sitting there in front of her. So Miko doesn't know. Nico doesn't know how crazy I am about turkey legs. I, I, I don't oh think he knows. <laughs> the turkey legs, Miko, are big as a dinosaur, I swear. But they are so good. And the Renaissance Festival is absolutely amazing um, in, in the Tampa Bay area. And mind you, if you are not in Tampa Bay but you're willing to take a trip, it's worth taking some time off or just having a weekend experience. It's only seven hours from Atlanta, but it's a wonderful experience to go, you know, if you're coming from Atlanta or from somewhere else and you want to fly in, drive in, you know, we travel, so it's it's, it's not too many places that are too far unless it's like a 20-hour trip for us. 
but it's worth going to just go and let your hair down and get into character. Everybody there is in character. So you're going to hear language. You're going to see mannerisms and, and fest, uh, festive costumes. You know, the, the year that I went, I was a, um, what did I say I was? A minister went. A bar wench? I wanted to Was you a bar wench? No, I I was a, I wanted to be you know still very close to God, but I wanted to dress in a witch costume. And so yeah, there you go. I I had the best of both worlds as a Renaissance person. Well, you can't do that everywhere, but even though some people go to church and they're it's like Dragon Con and, and, and hiding. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's like a big deal like yeah, Dragon Con in Atlanta. Let me tell you, everything from steampunk fans to Game of Thrones fans to Dragacon fans, the Renaissance Festival has that. I mean, there are yes. all kinds of different tents. There's comedy acts. There's jugglers. There's the knights on the horses. There's the human chess game. It is mm-hmm. just a day. I mean, Marie and, and Marie and Jeff, they went for two days. They went both Friday and oh, I mean, they, wow. went both, they went Saturday and Sunday so that they could take the whole thing in because it is that much of I mean it's 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 twenty some acres. It's not it's not yeah, just it was a so little, I mean you're immersed in it. I mean I think Jazzy will tell you you're immersed in it. You really are. You can and get so, lost again. The day. number the number is three four seven eight two six seven five two zero. If you want to share that number, um, so that you can answer that question, um, the questions that Sterling posed. Uh, what was uh, Jesse's first uh, film, and then major what is film. his second first major film? First major film. Yeah, what what was his second first big film? Mm-hmm. And the, fa- and and the, the, the second one. series that he's in right now. It's a spinoff. He he basically plays the same character that he plays in Empire. That's why that's why again, Mika, I'm I have to stand by him right now because I still think it's a public lynching, only because it just does not make sense. Here he is in two series with with from Empire, and I it I just think. Every, it's easy to attack a celebrity and say that they want more money or they need more attention. That that's a that's a very easy thing because you know in celebrity everybody thinks it's about their attention and their ego. So that's a very easy attack to me. I think that's a very easy attack. But this man's on two shows. He's got his career, whether his singing career is up or down. He has a singing career. He tours with that. He has his charities. I, I'm just, I have to stand by him until they, like, like the producer says, I will try to trust the, trust the justice system and, and see what comes out of this because I want to I wanna stand behind him. He's had a long career. When I'm talking about this first film, he was a child. He's a child star that has had a good one-year career. Uh-huh. And I just can't, uh-huh. I just can't imagine, like Nico said, it's not part of his character. I just can't see him throwing that away. I can see, I can see outside forces attacking him to get him out of the arena as we're approaching 2020 in the election season, I can see outside forces trying to take him out as a, as a voice against, uh, against uh, make America great again. I can see, mm-hmm. I can see that. 
but I can't see the man throwing his career away when he's got a 20-year career. I can't see that. You, you, you know, absolutely. That's uh, a little uh, hard for me to buy. That's, a, that's an absolutely. apple that I can't uh, take to buy down. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Sir. Mm-hmm. I, I'm, in, I'm, in, I'm in complete confidence with you about that because that's my whole point as well. I think, you know, once again, not, not just due to the fact that I've experienced Justin in person more than once, uh, looking at his whole career, and like I said, we've been supporting him uh, the, uh, when he was an independent, underground, independent uh, uh, LGBT artist, when he was an independent artist uh, and started that before he got his big break with Empire, with uh, 20th Century Fox. And it's like, uh, and Lee Daniels, it's like, you know, when I look at everything that's going on, I'm like, oh, wait, he, he, he had plenty of time to do stuff like this if, if he w- wanted to orchestrate something like this. He had plenty of time to do it. You know what I'm saying? You know, why would he, why, why now? You know what I'm saying? And then plus on top of that, he had, he, he had other uh, projects and stuff in the works, uh, you know, as well, just like, you know, his other counterparts, you know, uh, that work on Empire, they, they, they got – they are working on other projects simultaneously while they still work on Empire. So his career was not going to be affected at all, even if he was no longer going to be on Empire anymore. So that's what I'm saying. You know, when I look at this whole scenario, it's like mm-mm. It, uh, knowing, knowing his character, knowing his integrity, and the integrity that he has portrayed over numerous of years, I'm like, uh-uh, this, this whole situation doesn't fit the character and the integrity uh, of who Justin is. So you know, not saying that he's perfect. I, I agree. We all are I human. agree with you. I, I, I can't. I can't. I, it it just does not make sense. It, and but it makes, and I think you'll agree with me. It, it makes sense for forces that don't want those voices out there attacking. Look at how they. Look at how the the Trump supporters and people that are are on that other other side, and we'll say they, we'll use that big word, mm-hmm. they, look at how they are attacking, like Elizabeth Warren, look at how they attack, mm-hmm. you know, uh, Dustin Hoffman for his comments, mm-hmm. look at how they attack anybody that says, Michael Moore, Michael, you know, anybody mm-hmm. that comes out, you know, with comments they've gone after and tried to discredit them. Absolutely, and uh, and the person going back, like I said earlier, the first thing that really got me was the minute this situation broke out, all of the so-called hotels, all the all of the hate mongers, all of the uh, MAGA supporters, uh, everybody, it's like immediately they they had a field day in uh, creating uh, funny memes about Justin. They had a field day in uh, in just uh, ravaging his character and stuff like that. And I'm like, wow. And so it's like, you know, like I said, I pay attention to the, uh, to the, to the things beyond what the, uh, what the general public sees. Because like I said, you know, you try the spirit by the spirit, you know, because I'm a person, you know, I'm, I'm a person of uh, omniversal spiritual consciousness. And, you know, you know Jazzy and, uh, so, you know, we talk about this all the time. And it's like, you know, um, that's, one of the, that's one of the things that, you know, I'm grateful that I can see beyond what the general public sees. And to also piggyback with what uh, Jesse said, uh, you and uh, uh, Sonny said earlier about us being in the media, one of the things about those of us who are in media who are very passionate about our brand, um, one of the biggest challenges that we've had to, uh, to face as independent media outlets is that because of the other uh, bloggers and bloggers and the other uh, folks that are out there in the media that create all this sensationalism and they're just trying to get, you know, create all this other drama and stuff like that just to get ratings and stuff for their show. We've had to overcome a lot of the naysayers 
that wanted to look at us like we wasn't real media, but we had to show and prove that we were. You know what I'm saying? Here's the reason why we do our research and our homework before we actually put something out on our shelf. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? And uh, you know what I'm saying? Because uh, go ahead. We're not in, in order. Absolutely. We'll retract something. Well, if we're not, if we find out information that um, was not correct, and I've heard you say, Miko, and I know we've said it. Um, you know, we we have this platform where we're able to speak about things that other radio stations, you know, are not able to do because they're censored. Um, we, we're grateful mm-hmm. that we talk about the things that are important to us, but we bring information that we feel like people want to know. And as we're mm-hmm. getting that information, even sometimes our information is, as, as you even said today, from CNN and other different areas, we we go to those places to get information and we also get information. But if we're wrong or we find out that it wasn't true, baby, we will retract that thing so quick. We don't keep fake news. Baby, you so weird, you better talk. Or, no, <laughs> we don't do that because it's important. We use our platform as not only entertainment and news, but this is a ministry for us. We're giving a platform Absolutely. to people oftentimes who have a voice that is never heard, never heard. And so we mm-hmm. use Absolutely. these platforms that we have. We use our our stardom, if you will, or our personalities, if you will, as a platform for people to not only hear but also to be mm-hmm. able to speak. So it is crucial that we, we stay as neutral as possible. It doesn't mean that we don't stay passionate because – if we don't agree, it does not mean that we don't like each other or we're not going to speak. It just means, hey, this is my point of view about it, but I'm going to still Absolutely. bring that, you know, I'm going to bring that to the listeners so that the listeners have the opportunity to have a voice and to have a consciousness about what's happening mm-hmm. in our world, in our, in our local, in our global community. And on that note, I want to say this. We're going to switch topics real quick because we just got a breaking news that we have to talk about. Okay. Uh, the I mean, new England Patriots owner has just been arrested for a sex Robert Kraft. Robert Kraft. There you go. There you go. Ooh. Just been arrested in Florida. The New England Robert Patriots Kraft, owner. Mm-hmm. Robert Kraft has just been arrested for a string of prostitution wow. charges in Florida. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so there you go. Part of the interesting thing is that this is where you know, and where I think it's interesting. Robert Kraft is has had the the New England Patriots for years. So where mm-hmm. we talk about business people, and 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 I think he's a top uh, supporter. Well, on that note, while you Jackie take it, while you try supporter, he's a huge yeah. Trump supporter, like ginormous. Like they are buddies, so it shows your character. It shows your character, right? It shows Absolutely. what. So, so when we're talking about Jesse being quote unquote those that are saying he's a liar, he's done this. And granted, once again, if he is proven guilty, nobody is protecting his guilt. It does not mean we don't mm-hmm. have to support him in who he is and 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 continue to pray for him and and ask and support him to getting help. But what mm-hmm. we are saying is equality is equality. If you are going to come out and 
persecute him right here where he is. There is so many people, including the person who is sitting in the White House, that lies daily, constantly, every single day, mm-hmm. all day, and Absolutely. there is no condemnation. Absolutely. There's talk, but there's no condemnation as it is Absolutely. being given to one person. So what we're what we're saying is, and the reason why we're breaking this news, one is newsworthy to know, and as I stated uh, at the beginning of the show, I am a huge advocate for the eradication of sex trafficking and human trafficking, prostitution, and all of the things that bring mm-hmm. the demise of our young girls and our young women and even our young boys. Um, and, and, and for them to be protected, we have to bring down the, the mighty, the Trumps, the supporters, the Robert Crafts, the, mm-hmm. the people in the entertainment industry and so forth and so on, the businessmen, the preachers, the priests. And so this is a big deal right now because, one, when these things usually come into our breaking news, how long does that breaking news last? Because it goes so quick. It's, it's spoken, mm-hmm. then it's brushed over, and then nothing else is said about it. So we find in our, in our system what is important is not life. Life is not important. Our children are not important. When you have these people... Um, that are in these high positions, and especially surrounding the um, the Super Bowls and the NFL, uh, sex trafficking and prostitution is so it, – it, it's like throwing the, the football. It's like the ball itself. It's equally uh, as, as rampant as throwing the football. And here is this man position running this ring as if it's just like, hey, you know, I own a couple of barbecue joints. <laughs> well, you know, and this is, a very, this is a billionaire. This is a fellow billionaire, and I mean, and, J- and um, Jazzy, let's make it clear what he's being arrested for is um, that he's he's soliciting another to commit prostitution as human trafficking. I wanted to make sure because you're talking about the human traffic. Part of the charges involved human trafficking. Is that he? Mm-hmm. It, is a, it is part that it's not just strictly prostitution. It is a human trafficking prostitution sweep, and he's being charged well, with that. And Jupiter I don't, I don't know who's who's making just a little bit doing something in the background, but we're we're getting a lot of feedback over here, so if we can make sure to be cautious about that. But go ahead and start. Um, is that mm-hmm. is that it is a it's in Jupiter, Florida. And this is a human trafficking sweep by the, the police officers there. And in that, Robert Kraft is being charged with it, with, with, with being soliciting another to do that and being behind, being maybe behind it. So it will be very interesting to watch. Again, we will I'll stand behind the justice system, see what happens, see how he's treated. But that's breaking news involving... Um, one of America's, you know, he's worth six point six billion, or and um, the New England Patriots, and as you know, with the Super Bowl. Wow, wow. I, I'm, well, I can honestly say, anytime a sex a sex thing happens, and they bring in anybody that is involved in the enslavement of young girls and women, primarily. Um, and again, boys too. We 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 don't want to leave out the abuse that happens to happens to males as well. But 
I am always ecstatic. I can just say that I get a little ahead of the game um, on that, and I must admit it, because when you're working with um, organizations, one myself, from work to action outreach ministries, one of our huge, huge drives is to eradicate um, the enslavement of girls and women in and boys in sex trafficking. And so when I see this happen, I'm excited because these are the type of men, and Sterling, you, we, we say it all the time because we talk truth on this show to the best of our understanding of what that truth is. And these older white males, feel like they are entitled and empowered Mm -hmm. to absolutely anything. We say Mm -hmm. it on this show. Mind you, this show Mm -hmm. is a diverse show. We have female, male, black, white, um, and, and all of our backgrounds and all of our cultures are different. But the deal is mm-hmm. you talk truth. We don't talk, you know, hatred because, you know, you're this and I'm this. We just talk facts, right? But the majority I mean, it's not even hatred, Jazzy. We're not saying this in a hate. It's in a hate. We're bringing that, mm-hmm. like you said, a fact. A fact mm-hmm. is that we mm-hmm. know, you and I both know, and I'm sure Miko will agree, is that we know that we live in a society where the entitled white male dominates our society. Right, absolutely. Uh, and you know what? It's the same thing even when you look at the uh, LGBTQ community. Uh, when you look at mainstream LGBT, it's mostly white, gay, male dominated. Let's tell the truth exactly. and the deal. The funny thing is that we talked about this last week. We actually talked about this. I have a friend that is as a new a, a new friend, and recently I got offended by something the new friend said, and it was that. I mean, he's a white male, and I thought what he said showed his latent you know his latent racism or or um the entitled white male. And it was mm-hmm. cigarette, and, and, he, and he denies it completely. Now, let me ask you this. Do, does people change once you expose them to the fact that they are? Because he's very apologetic. I have not accepted the apology yet. I have not. I said you, that I'm afraid that I'll blow up about it, about this, because I get you, so passionate. You know what? The girls know that. I think it's this. I think... I, I'm so grateful, and we all have faith on this this um, show today. So I can say I am so grateful for faith that has allowed me to believe in something higher than myself. And I and I, that's something for me. I call God. I, we call him Big G. And um, though we don't recognize spirit as a denomination, um, you know, it's no male or female, but. I'm so grateful that I am not the Jazzy of 20 years ago. I'm so very mm. grateful I'm not the Jazzy of last year. I'm so mm-hmm. honestly excited that I read something last night and this morning my consciousness was already stuck changed. A way I was thinking and something I was doing from last night. So I'm saying that to say that there is a level of grace and there's a level of mercy that if we mm. recognize, if we become conscious about a thing, mm-hmm. my mm-hmm. answer when you know better, you do better. I cannot you do, do a better thing if I don't know to do a better thing. 
I can't. Mm-hmm. And it's no way possible. It's just no way possible. I, and, and we talked about this too last week, Charlotte, I have come into an understanding of a consciousness of entitlement and a non-consciousness. Okay? Mm-hmm. I wake up every day. I'll repeat this again. I wake up every day as a black woman, according to society's, you know, definement of me. I'm a black woman. Okay? I never really thought I was black because like I'm looking in the Crayola box and it's a lot darker than me, but let's just go for what society says. Mm-hmm. Now, as a black woman in society, I am made aware of my blackness. I'm made aware mm-hmm. of it because of how I am treated. I'm not made aware of it because I'm aware of it, but because of how I'm, how I'm treated and the experience of me in this blackness. And me in the mm-hmm. female body, once again, I'm made aware that I'm a female because of how I am treated and or mistreated, right? That mm-hmm. means I am consciously walking around saying I'm a black woman that normally because of experience am abused, um, I am mistreated, I am discriminated against, I am black, so that that falls into the same category, and then I happen to be in the same gender-loving relationship, so here I am discriminated against for that. Those are the negative connotations of of my blackness to society, and that has made me conscious about it, right? When Mm -hmm. I am in Hawaii or in other places, I'm not consciousness. I'm not conscious necessarily of my blackness because I am accepted as this beautiful wonderful creation and and the um, whole aloha spirit embraces me to just be me. I don't wake mm-hmm. up in when I'm in Maui, I don't drive down the street when I when I happen to see a police light because they're so rare, I don't automatically go, oh, they're coming for me. Right? I don't have to be conscious mm-hmm of my blackness in a negative way or my entitlement of abuse, my entitlement of negativity. Having said that, if I was a white person and I'm unconscious, I wake up every day just being Maggie, okay? I'm Maggie. I'm going to brunch this morning. I'm going, you know, I'm, I'm going to get my puppy toes done with my toes done. I'm living my life. I don't have a clue about my entitlement, because why? I'm not walking with the experience of a negative entitlement or a, or a entitlement of looking down at you. If I'm conscious mm-hmm. of white privilege, if I'm conscious Maggie, my white privilege then gives the, the, the image that I'm better than you because I am white. I'm better than you because mm-hmm. I'm economically more, more um um, rich than you, or in some cases, some people that are not as rich as me, and they still have this white privilege because they've been taught that their whiteness makes them right. That's consciousness of my white privilege in a negative way. Once something negative happens to the unconscious Maggie, who walks around and just living her life, she's made aware, like Sterling, just like you gave the example, if all of us go out, me, you, and Nico go out today, the initial look of you is going to get a white privilege. It's going to happen. It's going to happen. 
simply because of the complexion of your skin and society has mm-hmm. deemed you're better than us simply because of the color of your, your skin. But the minute you open your mouth, you go right back into another discrimination group is the LGBT group. So now he mm-hmm. all and, and Jazzy, you here. know, here's yeah. the interesting thing. If we walked into a restaurant, I would say that if if the host Hello is white. Uh-huh. Yes, are you there? Yeah, are you there? Okay. If the host behind the stand at the front of the restaurant is um is white, they will most likely talk to me. Mm-hmm. If the four mm-hmm. of us approach the counter or the, the the restaurant, I would almost bet that the first that they would look at me in the eyes and talk to me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And Absolutely. then you know how to be in your party or whatever they would say. Now. The minute that my voice comes out, Mika, with my, you know, with my affliction and, like, also if my walk showed up, is that if it's a male <laughs> and a straight male standing behind that host stand, things changed again. That's mm-hmm. right. Then, we'll That's right. Up, then there becomes another lump. Now, it, it, and it's just those are where we were talking about that each one of us bring a different like baggage. I mean, I hate to call you know my 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 voice and my and my swish. It's not baggage. baggage it's, it's, each one of us deals with our different truth. That's our. That's your truth. Mm-hmm. You can't do anything about your voice, Sterling, because somebody else deems it baggage or deems it wrong. That well, no, I, made a living, I mean, you know that I made a living. I made a living with my voice just because I sound like right. an. And I love it, but I'm glad that I sound like an old Jewish woman. I love old Jewish <laughs> women. And mom, how are you? What are we doing today? When are we going to the market? You know. <laughs> yeah, but, you but yeah, but so call it your truth because it's not baggage. It's not baggage to us. Yeah. People want to make our differences be baggage or something that, wrong. Yeah. And that's that's what I'm saying. Or it is negative. the mental like illness of white privilege consciousness. Yeah. 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 The only person, this is where I said, the only person <laughs> that does not realize, 90% of the time, the only person that doesn't realize they have white privilege is the white privilege person. Mm-hmm. And they know it. Because they're they're privileged. I mean, it's it's one of the things that really hurt me recently, and this is kind of off topic again, but we're going to, real quickly, we'll hit upon it. When that young boy stared down the American Indian in front of the Capitol, I think that was such a defining moment in America today. And the fact that immediately, immediately who stood behind him? The forces that came behind each of those, the American Indian hitting the drum and the young, the young student staring down. And it was a photograph and some video that we were only, again, it was media, you know, uh, it was mm-hmm, uh, social mm-hmm. media, it was social media hype. It was, again, I mm-hmm. think it was one way to talk about it. And 
the fact that the school and the parents immediately got a marketing firm to help with it. What, and you know, where do we need a marketing firm? Huh? You know oh, that young boy million is suing Washington. He, he's suing the Washington Post for $250 million. They just posted it, I think, yesterday or two days ago. Yeah, <laughs> you're, making, you're making tons of money off of it. No. It's terrible. It's terrible. Mm. You know, and the, fa- and, and the fact that the, the, I mean, but that shows me about the privilege is that, and they immediately jump behind it. Right, mm-hmm. right. In, in support. If that had been, let's let's take this. If that had been a young black doing the same treatment of the American Indian, is 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 would it have the impact that it had on nope. the white privileged society that we live in? Mm. Would it have made the news? I don't even think we would have. I don't even think we would have seen it. Uh, you wouldn't have. You and wouldn't that's, that's where you know. So often, so often we don't realize that it's just there. And that's where I said I have not accepted this part. I mean, that my issue, and I think Jazzy answered it. So I'm supposed to. I need to be a little more open and a little more compassionate. So you're you're saying I that I need to open. open. And a little compassionate, okay. but right. wait a minute. I, I, well, I, but, only because but I love you, Miss Jazzy. <laughs> but with caution, Only Sarah, because, because I love you. Are... <laughs> I'm so cautious. You have to be open and compassionate with caution because I'm sorry comes with changed behavior. It doesn't come with I'm sorry. It comes with mm-hmm. I'm sorry and change behavior. So I'm willing to be open to watch your change behavior because now that you know mm-hmm. better, you must do better because if you don't, we don't need to be in association. It's just that Absolutely. simple. Absolutely. It's just that simple. I can't say I'm sorry, Miko. Uh, yeah, I, you know, I'm sorry, Miko. I ain't called you in a long time. I'm going to do better. And then Miko don't hear from me for 70 years. That's an, mm-hmm. No, I wasn't sorry. <laughs> It has Absolutely. to be a well, it's, just, it's just like we said that at the end of the day here, what Nico has said, at the end of the day, when what we were talking about, Jesse, is the damage is going to be gone. It's already been done. His mm-hmm. career will never be, his reputation. Now, America loves, there's nothing America loves more than for a celebrity to fall off the, like, kind of fall off the pedestal and for us to put them back up there. We love that. We love the fallen star that we can put back up there. That's something, you know, we, you know, Robert Downey Jr., you know, Judy Garland. Yes. I mean, mm-hmm. when, you know, we love that Michael Jackson that never, you know, I mean, Elvis Pratt. I mean, we love for them to fall down, get back up, fall down and get back up. So, can he can he come back from this? Yes, because we love that. You know, we love that. But uh, mm-hmm. again, in the age of celebrity, but it will. But every time, and you know this, every time they mention that man, the rest of his life, this will be brought up. This will, it be, will brought be brought up. up. Absolutely. 
And, and you know what? I, I love the way that you said that because uh, what's, uh, what's going to determine how he gets back up is, is uh, uh, what Jazzy touched upon. We need to make sure that we are there to support him regardless of what the outcome is. We need exactly. to make sure yeah, that he knows that there's going to be some fallout. Yeah, yeah, he, he needs to make sure that he knows. Because like I said, that the, damage, uh, the, the damage was already done. The minute the incident happened, the damage started then. It was a domino effect then. And uh-huh. uh, because, you know, because I'm like, uh, you know, this boy just had a layover at the airport before he even landed in Chicago. He was coming from another gig. He had a layover, and uh, a long layover. And so, of course, he's not going to be expecting to, you know, go to Chicago where they're going to be doing filming. But you know, I just say that, that, that's, what, that, that's the thing that I didn't know because they said he had to get back to the Chicago set. I'm thinking that he had to get back on the plane to go to L.A. or something like that or to New York. Come to find out the reason why he was in Chicago, I'm thinking that he lives in Chicago, but the reason why he was in Chicago is because they filmed it in Chicago. That I didn't even know. No, no, no. They were, and yeah, that's what I said yesterday. From what I understand, uh-huh. they they said that he turned himself in, they did all the processing, they had the press conference, and that he showed back up on the Empire set. And that's where I said that. Absolutely. Somewhere I read that. And, and so that, which showed me, even though today's announcement says that they're going to, that, you know, they're going to write it down, his part, which that, does, that doesn't totally mean that they're not, like, even their statement. They're getting ready for his trial, every, the, the, the aftermath, like Margaret said. There's, an, there's going to be an aftermath. And you've got, when you're doing a major TV show well, yeah, there's like There's going to be a fallout. You've got, right, right. You've got two or three hundred. Well, you've got two. You've got two or three hundred employees in that production company, so you've got—it's not only about Jesse; it's about those two hundred families affected mm-hmm. by the, the the production money that comes into a major mm-hmm. show, especially after mm-hmm. after five seasons. After five seasons, there's some major money being spent on that show. It sure is. the money being made. And made and made, and yeah. I would love. I I haven't seen it. Has anybody seen what he makes an episode? Has that come I, out? I heard somebody posted saying, yeah, uh, they, they said that he makes at least up to uh what uh at least up to a hundred and twenty five thousand per episode. Per episode, okay. right? And so my thing is, and that one point two million. Once again, he's so not he hurting easily, for money. He easily makes a billion dollars a year. So if there's 10 or 12 episodes mm-hmm. or 20, uh, he's easily in the million-dollar range. And then if he's making that from the other show, then if he's making even half of that, let's say he's making fifty or $60,000 on the second series, I mean, he's making another half million dollars there, and then he has his record and, and everything else that goes with it. And, and talks and, you know, I mean... You don't only make, I mean, I can tell you that as a person. You're, the things that I can make around my main job are just as much as the job itself. My mm-hmm. making appearances, my, my making appearances, my doing hosting, um, my, like if I'm doing my artwork, the fact that it pushes my artwork up, all of those contribute to what my, my you know, my, my celebrity helps my income. We know that the, I, I still, like I said, I don't buy it. I don't buy that he just wanted more money. 
All right, so yep. we it's have, hard for me to buy that. Uh, I know. We we and, and guys, let me tell you something. Miko, thank you so much for coming on today. Um, you've been thank an integral, you so integral part of this the, broadcast. The, the, uh, this was a uh, this oh, was a wonderful God, Miko, uh, you know what I call it a, a, a media family reunion. I love this. So thank you all so much for inviting me. Yes. <laughs> thank you. Yes. Thank you for coming. I, thank you so much. Great. A very good conversation today. Yeah, it was. Absolutely. All right. Well, we're going to wrap this up. We have uh, made our um, our statements and our stances, and I thank everybody that's been a part of the conversation and called in, listening in, those who are going to listen to the show after the fact. Know that our broadcast is available for download as well as streaming on hundreds of apps, TuneIn, iTunes, Stitcher Radio, you name it. We're there, Live Mouth Radio Network. And we invite you to be a part of the conversation on going to follow us on Live Mouth Radio. And um, we look forward to bringing you more content, more shows. And thank you again for listening to us. And everyone, have a blessed Friday. You're listening to the Live Mouth Radio Network. to the Loudmouth Radio Network.